because I feel like we're supposed to dive into this. Um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me really quick. And I'm sort of going to speed run this this morning, but I feel like we're supposed to hit it. John 8. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn me with to John 8, please. Turn to John. John 8. You know, you know we're continuing our uh, sermon series, Enemies. And today, man, um, we're going to be, t- which I feel like the reason why, well, the Holy Spirit moves whenever he wants to. I, but the topic that we're going to be dealing with today, uh, I really was very, very, not nervous, but I was very, when God gave me this word, it, I was very hesitant because, because, because this thing that we're going to be talking about, it, it deals with a lot of things. The, the topic that we're going to be dealing with today, it's going to step on some toes this morning. And so I'm glad that the Holy Spirit has already paved the way. And so today what we're going to be talking about is a one word. And you, if you're taking notes, here's what I want you to write it down. We're going to be talking about culture today. Everybody say culture. Come on, come on, everybody say culture. You know what, today we're going to be talking about culture. You know what, you know what we're going to be talking about earthly culture versus kingdom culture. Because I feel like there are a lot of of undefined lines, and I feel like we need to define the lines for us as Christians in this moment right now. And so today, I will step on your toes. The Holy Spirit will step on your toes today. And here's what I need you to do. I need you just to be open, and I need you just to be ready. Because with a strong word comes correction, and with correction comes 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 growth, and from growth, calls, you know, it, it brings a lot of good things. So we're going to pick up in John 8 really quick. It says this in John 8. It says this, Jesus walked up to the Mount of Olives near the city where he spent the night. Then at dawn, Jesus appeared in the temple courts again, and soon all the people gathered around to listen to his words. So he sat down and taught them. We're setting the scene right here. He sat down and he taught them, right? Then in the middle of his teaching, the religious scholars and the Pharisees broke through the crowd and brought a woman who had been caught in the act of committing adultery and made her stand in the middle of everyone. Then they said to Jesus, teacher, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Doesn't Moses' law command us to stone to death a woman like this? Tell us what do you say we should do with her? They were only testing Jesus because they hoped to trap him with his own words and accuse him of breaking the law. Of Moses, we are going to read a little bit more scripture. We're going to read this whole entire story because I need us to get this. We need to set the scene. But Jesus didn't answer them. Instead, he simply bent down and he wrote in the dust with his finger. Angry, they kept insisting that he answered their questions. So Jesus stood up, looked at them and said, let's have the man who has never had a sinful desire throw the first stone. And then he bent over again and wrote some more words in the dust. Upon hearing that, her accuser slowly left the crowd one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, with the convicted conscience, until finally Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there in front of him. So he stood back up and he said, said to her, dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord, Jesus said. Then I certainly don't condemn you. Watch this. And this one wants to focus on. He says this. He said, go and from now on be free from a life of sin. There's other translation that says sin no more. Right? I actually like that. It's a little bit more easier for me. And so this morning... You're thinking, Pastor Brock, you just told me this long story. How are we going to dive into earthly culture 
versus kingdom culture. Well, let me define a few things that our culture, our culture, the earthly culture has said. And we're going to look at how kingdom culture says differently. The first thing about earthly culture is this. Everything is accepted. I knew that today was going to be a quiet day. I knew that today there will, there will probably not be a lot of amens. And I've already predetermined in my mind that things are going to begin to happen. Pastor Brock, oh, what are you talking about? Everything is accepted. Now, I'm not talking about uh, the good things that have been accepted and, you know, the, the, the progress that we made in some regards. But there is a, it, what I actually call, it, it, it's actually very, very bad, is that everything is accepted in this culture. No matter what you're doing, it's okay. Be who you want to be. You can be this, you can be that, you can identify as this, you can identify as that, you can do this, you can do that, you can smoke and drink when you're 30, no, 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 no. There is a culture that is saying that everything is okay and everything is accepted when we know that it is not. Amen? Amen. We know that everything is not. See, an earthly culture says that everything is accepted no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter like, no matter this or that, no matter this or that, everything is accepted. Everything is accepted. Every little thing. Oh, well, I want to do this. Okay, yeah, do it. Uh, man, you know, it's, it's just, everything is accepted. See, Matthew 7, 13 through 14, write it down because I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says, enter through the narrow gate because the wide gate is the way that leads to destruction. We as a youth have got to understand there is right and there is, there is right and there is, and we cannot play the middle of it. If it is right, we should do it. And if it is wrong, we should run away from it. And here's the thing, everything in culture is saying you're accepted. You can be every, be anything. You could be this. You could be that. And I'm not sitting here. I want you to listen to me because we're on a podcast too. I have a podcast. There are people that listen to this. I am not saying here, and I'm not standing here and say, I hate you. I'm saying the truth. You know what? I say it in love because I love all those. And we're going to dive that into kingdom culture really quick in, in one second. See, the first thing about earthly culture is that everything is accepted. Man, everything's good. Hey, you can live your life. Hey, 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 right? Everything's accepted. Number two, I find it funny because the first point, you wouldn't think that the second point comes in, but earthly culture cancels everything. I, I never understood this epidemic of, oh, well, we accept everybody, but you, you know what, you're canceled. See, earthly culture cancels. Anything that the culture deems wrong is thrown to the side and never allowed to speak again. You're canceled, right? You're done, right? You're done, right? You're done, right? <laughs> right? Earthly culture accepts everything, but I find it funny that they cancel anything that they want to because they don't deem it as the right. You know what, it's, it, if you are preaching the gospel and you are calling out the things that need to be called, oh, you're canceled. Yeah, you can't say that. What? I'm saying it right now. <laughs> I may get canceled later, but I don't care. I don't live by cancel. I, I don't live by earthly culture. I live by kingdom culture. And we're going to dive into that. Earthly culture, everything is accepted. You're canceled, right? It cancels everything out. The last thing I know about earthly culture, I only did three. I could do like an essay on it. The third thing is that it condemns. Earthly culture 
condemns, right? It cancels you, but then it condemns you. Pastor Brock, what does that word condemn mean? Well, that means that you are forever caught up in the mistake that you made. That's what condemnation means. It means you're condemned because you made one mistake. And what earthly culture says is this. You can't grow from the mistake that you made long ago. And we all know that that's not true, right? Amen? All right, all right, yeah, well, right. Because like, when I was sixth grade, I was flicking boogers at people. <laughs> I tripped somebody on the football field one time. I'd do it again. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I, I could have been condemned then. But I grew. I don't flick boogers on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys hear that? There's no boogers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, earthly culture, everything is accepted. But if you don't agree with what they agree on, you're canceled. And if you make a mistake, you can never grow from that mistake. And we know that that is wrong, right? We know that, that is wrong. See, you may be sitting there, Pastor Brock, why did you talk about the woman caught in the act of adultery? Because it's funny how the earthly culture was going to cancel her. It was going to condemn her. It was going to put her to death. But Jesus comes because here's the thing. If we want heaven to be on earth, we got to learn how to walk in kingdom culture. Right, because when Jesus looks at us, He doesn't look at look at us as a mistake. He look at He looks at us as our, at our potential. He looks at us at, at you know who we're going to be. He doesn't look at the mistake that we made. And so the difference between earthly culture and kingdom culture. Let's dive into it. The first thing about kingdom culture that I love is this: number one, is that in kingdom culture there is salvation. There is salvation. Any, so Jesus, watch this, is ready to save on those who call out on his name. Jesus is ready for you to come to him. He doesn't care what you did. He doesn't care what you're going through. He doesn't care if you're, you know what, what, whatever baggage you have. He doesn't care what you did on the way to church this morning. He doesn't care what you did last night. He doesn't care about the ongoing addiction that you have that you haven't told your parents about. He, you know what, he does not care. He still looks at you and he says, you are welcome into my kingdom. Salvation. Right? I feel like there should have been a couple of amens. I, I don't know why. See, because Jesus, in salvation, the kingdom culture, he sees your sin, but he doesn't accept it. <laughs> I, want you to I want you to hear about this. Because there's a difference between acceptance and salvation. I want you to listen to me. Because Jesus says, come as you are, but leave differently. Anybody's welcome to come and to follow Jesus, but when you start following Jesus, things begin to break off of your life. When you follow Jesus, addictions begin to break. When you follow Jesus, the words that you use, the cuss words and like that, they begin to drop. You know what? The things that you used to do, they begin to drop. And so the thing about the, the thing about kingdom culture is that you come into his presence as you are. You come with an identity issue. You come with an addiction. You come with this. You come with that. But you leave different and you leave changed. Hmm. See, the reason why I read that entire scripture back in John 8, can we go to verse 11 really quick? It is, is because of this. It's because we, in a culture that accepts everything, 
we got to realize that Jesus, right here, Jesus had them drop because he, he called them out. You know, I find it funny that, that it says this in Scripture. It says this, the woman that was what? Caught. Everybody say caught. Caught in the act. Okay, it's not, it's not phasing right with you right now. She was caught in the act. So why were the Pharisees there? Is it, is it starting to click with your brains right now? So why were the Pharisees there? She was caught in the act. Why were they there? There were some earthly things, and Jesus called them out on it. Jesus called them out on it. He says, your sinly desire. And he, he, he called him out on it. He said, if you haven't sinned or you, if you ever had a sinful thought, cast it for a stone. But here's the thing that I wanted to focus on is this. Jesus says, come as you are. He saves her from being condemned. He saves her from death. But what does he say? Go and from now on be free from a what? Life of sin. See, the world, the earth, earthly kingdom, they want to. You know what they want to do? They want to cast rocks. Thank you, Ryland and Brennan, by the way, for getting this. You didn't know where you were getting it, but now you understand. <laughs> See, the earthly kingdom, now, by the way, don't throw this at Pastor Brock's truck because he will come after you. <laughs> See, the earthly kingdom wants to throw rocks. They want to cancel. They want to control. And I'll give you guys some more in the back. But, but Jesus stopped them. Because he saw her make a mistake, but he was still willing to save her. Pastor Brock, what's some other things about kingdom culture? Number one is salvation. The second thing about kingdom culture is this, is that kingdom culture restores. See, where earthly culture cancels, where, where, where earthly culture uh, says you are done, bah, you're done, bye, right? Kingdom culture restores you. See, Jesus wants to restore those who have messed up. Who has ever messed up before? Slip up your hand. If your hand's not raised, please pray with me after service because I need your perfectness to pray over me. <laughs> you can put your hand down. He restores. For, for when you mess up, he wants to restore it. Earthly culture wants to keep you down, but Jesus wants to pick you back up. Our, I'm pretty sure are we listening this morning. You know what? Earthly culture says, you made a mistake, Kale. You were flicking boogers at people, bro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? You were, he, guys, he wasn't. Stop, right? <laughs> you did that. You can never grow from it. But Jesus says, hey, you're not a booger flicker anymore, right? You, know, you don't do that anymore. You're done with that. You've grown up. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to middle schoolers right now. I get it. <laughs> See, Jesus wants to restore. Jesus wants you to, to grow from it. He doesn't want you to be... Lay down where you were. He doesn't want you to be canceled. You know what? He doesn't want to throw rocks at you. Jesus doesn't want to throw rocks at you. And I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. But Jesus wants to pick you up where you are. And the last thing with the worship team getting ready. Last thing, number three, that kingdom culture does, it convicts. Now, there's a big difference between the word condemn, the, 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 the condemnation and conviction. Between condemns and, uh, and conviction is this, is that conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Condemnation comes from people. 
Condemnation comes from the enemy. Condemnation comes from those who, 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 who want to hurt you. But conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, the thing about the, the cool thing about the Holy Spirit and conviction is, this, is that conviction is actually like a, red, is like, it's like a red siren that goes off in your head when you're fixing to do something wrong. You guys ever, right? You guys like that, right? Yeah, it's pretty good, right? It's pretty, I could be a professional, but I can't do it again. It's fruit passing. Do you know what conviction does? When you're fixing to walk into the addictions and the sins that you've used to do, right, it begins to go off in your head. You know what? Kingdom culture tries to prevent you from making another mistake. Okay, I thought there'd be amens there. My bad. All right. <laughs> it prevents you. And if you messed up, it heart checks you. Who has ever done something bad? And then that heart, the heart starts beating, right? It's like, ugh. Ooh, I, I shouldn't have said it like that, or I shouldn't have done it this way. And you start, right? The Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit convicts. And so, Pastor Brock, what are you trying to get at? Is I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you've done. You may have been caught in the act of adultery, and you it, you probably aren't, but you may be dealing with an addiction. You may be texting guys or girls something that you shouldn't be texting them. You, you probably could be doing something wrong, having an addiction, something that you're looking at on your phone that you shouldn't be looking at. You're dealing with some heartache. Maybe you're, maybe you're experimenting with something, or maybe you, you're having an identity issue, and here's the thing. The world wants to condemn the, the world wants to point out you're wrong and you're never going to grow from it. But our God's right here ready to, to save you. And there's a couple things before, before we just pray and before we just pray over each other. Is this, is that, number one, is that God works in making things new. God, God doesn't want you just to get fixed right here and there. No, no, no. God, God wants to have a complete transformation happen in your life. God works to make things new. And this is that earthly culture. Can I say that right? Earthly culture, when you mess up, wants to cast stones at you. You Maybe right now you, you felt the earth. You messed up. You did something wrong. Or you know what? Maybe you feel like your parents are being hard on you. Just going to be honest. You feel stones. You feel like they're hitting you. Maybe there's some things that, you know, you're dealing with, that, you know what, that, that have been dealt with, previous hurts, previous pains. And earthly culture says you can run away from it, you, you get, get away from it, everything's accepted. I, but kingdom culture is ready to pick you up where you're at. And I like this. If we follow kingdom culture, we will bring heaven on earth. Many times we ask God to move in a mighty way, but when's the last time that you know what? When, when somebody messed up, instead of making fun of them, you threw something on it and say, "Hey, I've messed up too." You know, you know when we begin to walk in salvation, who has ever shared the gospel with somebody? Raise your hand. Who who has ever shared the gospel? It's okay. It's okay if you don't have your hand up right now. I'm not. I'm not gonna take this rock and go. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Salvation. Salvation. 
If you haven't shared the gospel, I, I encourage you just to, I mean, I mean, I talked about it. It's on our podcast. I'm plugging that. I don't know why. But it's on there. I can shoot you notes on how to, on how to talk with somebody. When's the last time that you've ever given somebody the benefit of the doubt and tried to help them through the process? Who in here has ever had somebody betray you or backstab you and instead of saying, I hate you and all that stuff, throwing rocks at them, you say, I forgive you. See, that one stings a little bit. I don't know if you guys ever had anybody backstab you. That hurts. Hmm. All right, here's a big one. And anyway, here's my altar call point. Who in here has ever felt conviction from what you were doing and you actually acted on it? You, okay. You felt, you felt what you were doing is fixing to be wrong, and instead of, like, acting on it, you choose to run away from it. You, cho- you choose to silence the alarm. See, kingdom culture will bring heaven on earth if we go out and try to, you know, share the gospel. If we're going out and loving on people, restoring them. If we go out and as we go throughout life and have temptations, we listen to the Holy Spirit. We listen to things that begin to happen. Chains begin to break. Things begin to happen. And I want to leave you with this. I want everybody to stand up right there. We're not going to come up to the front because your parents are fixing to walk in. (laughs) Literally in any minute. And here's what you... Here, I, want you, I just want you to close your eyes right there. Well, actually, actually don't. Actually don't. Actually don't. The Holy Spirit checked me on this one. We're going to read Romans 12, 1 through 2. You guys don't have to read with me, but I'm going to point at you to fill in some words. Because this is what the Holy Spirit gave to me. This is the verse that the Holy Spirit gave to me. He said this. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God to be a sacred living sacrifice and live in... Mm, that's a big word. That's a word that we got to get. Conviction will help. Experiencing all delights his heart for it. This becomes your genuine expression of, pause right there. You can worship God in other ways than just lifting your hands, right? But I encourage you when you come down to the front, you need to lift your hands. All right, let's go to verse 2 because here's where it is. Stop. 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 Does anybody know what the word imitating is? Copy. Right? It's to, it's to try to be something that you aren't. Imitating the ideals and the opinions of the. <laughs> oh, it's like Pastor Brock spoke on that today. Of the. Around you. But be inwardly transformed by. I think the Holy Spirit really connected us this morning. It's affirmation. Through a total reformation of how you think. Watch this. This will you to empower, or sorry, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. That word perfect there throws me off. Because when we talk about perfection, like, it says that if we don't copy the world, but we're transformed by the Holy Spirit and we begin to walk, we are viewed as perfect. God, that just stuck out to me right then. So here's my question for you. Everybody, everybody.